Your thoughts are not you. You wear them like a lead chain around your neck. Break that chain. Stand proud outside your rumination. You are infinitely wise and extraordinary. You are completeness, unified, integrated, and harmonious. Your strength unbreakable. You love being alive. You love to love. Your darkness is a symptom of conditioned mental events, bad habits, functions of the hyperactive doing mind. Don't get caught up in the panic trap. Don't get lost in experiential avoidance. Happiness is just a skill, a discipline. That was a quote from IMX's Chris Corner from a blog he wrote at the end of 2013 regarding his chronic insomnia, depression, and anxiety. Welcome to the very first UROC Foundation podcast. My name is Jim Panola, and I'll be your host. For our inaugural episode, I thought we'd break down one of our YouTube video testimonials, a personal favor of mine and one that is very personal to me, period. And that is our interview with Chris Corner of IMX and Sneaker Pimps. I thought it'd be appropriate to talk about, since IMX just released their excellent new album, titled Alive in New Light and are about to embark on a world tour. IMX and Chris Corner mean so much to me as a music fan and human being. So much that it's intimidating to even attempt to convey. But more on that later. For now, let's get started and listen to Chris Corner of IMX describe his trials and some of the difficult times in his life. Three years ago, Nothing really worked. Everything stopped working, so um, the music became my enemy. Uh, I was very threatened by by everything. I was scared of everything. I um, I stopped sleeping, which was was the the most um, was the sort of darkest manifestation of 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 the illness at that time. Um, and I knew instinctively that, that I, I needed help. Um, fortunately, I'd always had um, the music to, to back me up, to, to, to fall into, to... I could always immerse myself in creativity when, when I would feel, uh, feel those things. And this time, the music didn't work. This is such a nakedly honest insight from Chris, one that always stays with me, particularly because, as he states in the blog I mentioned at the beginning of the show, quote, IMX exists because of these problems, end quote. IMX by design is meant to be an outlet in times of emotional distress, much like how our own creative projects are, playing in a band, making music on your own, singing, drawing, painting, writing, etc. When those expressions stop being a functional release, what then? Realizing you're indifferent to the things that you love, indifferent to the outlets that have helped you is such a unique kind of terror. It strips you of meaning. I felt this for the first time in my life in the past few months and 
speaking only for myself, it's almost like the inverse of an anxiety or panic attack. It's a, a calm but debilitating paralysis. Instead of hyperventilation and pacing, tears and sheer dread, it's uh, almost a deep, quiet uh, purposelessness. Let's hear more from Chris. Layer upon layer of, of panic and anxiety built <clears throat> because I, I had no anchor. The, the depression is, was, was much more uh, like wearing a very, very, um, very heavy blanket, a, a, a big, big grey blanket, um, and not really not really wanting to take it off. Having a, there's some kind of comfort in it, in a way, it's, it's, it, that, that side of things combined with the, with the, the panic is, was really just this, I felt like I was constantly up and down with this, with this, with these waves of, of, um, of nothingness. There's something about the not knowing, not knowing why you feel how you feel. The amazingly uh, um, addictive thing about depression is that that is, is you're you're trying to constantly trying to resolve it, and that 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 unfortunately becomes the issue. That, that you, you think you can think your way out of it, um, and why can't you think your way out of it? And and then it becomes just a negative, vicious cycle. The comfort Chris speaks of is very relatable, especially as it relates to an ongoing cycle. The addictive quality he speaks of rings so true. The addiction feeds the cycle, which of course continues and becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy we get to be right about our own self-defeating thoughts. This is one of the hardest things to break for me, that loop of negative feedback you constantly barrage yourself with, which you then believe, even though you know it's not true, which you then use as evidence for your shortcomings. Furthermore, thinking you can think your way out of it is another great insight. Being able to verbalize and articulate our problems is part of what gives us strength. It's the reason language is such an incredible tool. However, as thinking relates to mental illness, the thing I've found that allows me to emerge from my sloth in action or even nihilism is, is taking action without allowing my mind to step in the way. To use a specific real-world example, I get irrational anxiety from opening certain emails. I'm afraid to read them even though I know even the worst-case scenario isn't so bad. And I have friends who have the same exact issue, so in those cases I'll sometimes turn my brain off just for a few seconds, just long enough to let my hands move the cursor over the email, open it, and read it and I can turn my brain back on and deal with reality, which is almost always better than the fictional dread I manufactured. You know, for, for a while music was my enemy because I was just 
afraid of everything, and I couldn't really uh, figure out what was what was hurting me the most. So I just stopped everything, and, and slowly over time, I, 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 I rebuilt my relationship back up with, with my own music, with my own creativity. It's worth mentioning that I was in the room for this interview, and it was a privilege, an honor. Needless to say, it was also deeply intimate and moving. Even the insights that didn't make the final cut of the YouTube video were amazing. I was already somewhat familiar with a lot of what Chris was saying because of the lengthy blog he'd written on many of these subjects, but his words really had an added weight that day. Not just because I was hearing them in person, but because I saw, heard, and felt such growth in him, especially as someone, as a fan, who has followed IMX so closely for so long. I saw a man who, though he continues to struggle like all of us, was clearly on the other side of what may have been his darkest period or certainly one of them. Additionally, the album that resulted from all this distress, titled Metanoia, had been released and it remains one of the best IMX albums, which I assure you is saying something. So in other words, it was like all that pain, anxiety, depression, and insomnia had been exercised and trapped in this incredible collection of songs. So it was done being harmful and was now transforming into a catharsis for fans like myself. To admit your weakness is, is, is power in itself. And, and that is the first step to, step to, to recovery. Um, even if you're afraid, even if you're at your worst, <clears throat> you always have the awareness of that. Um, and that's your, that's your, that becomes your anchor, that becomes the starting point. And once you have something to work on like that, you're not just swimming, swimming in the abyss, you know, you, you are, you, you have somewhere to start and something to build on. Admitting your weakness is huge. It may be obvious to some, but the inherent power of that act always bears repeating. Because without acknowledging weakness, how can we ask for help? And this transcends illness of any kind and applies to any time you need someone. I know I have tremendous trouble asking for help, usually for the smallest, silliest things. And I always have trouble with it. And I think it's because I become insecure about not being good enough to solve a given problem on my own. So instead of admitting weakness and asking for help, I go in the opposite direction and glom onto the insecurity of a perceived flaw. So admitting weakness is huge and it's an unskippable step in improving yourself. I was yearning for, <clears throat> for, for routine, and and I once I got into a very regimented way of living, um, which also helps with the insomnia. Um, you know, I would I would have to eat at specific times. I would eat very specific things. I would um, <clears throat> I would exercise at certain times. I would meditate at, at certain times. Everything was regimented, and, and that was. That was very uh, grounding for me, um, and over time, that 
things slowly, slowly got better. Um, and um, a lot of it is about making friends with fear, um, getting to know yourself, knowing your illness, uh, acceptance is, is a huge thing. Um, one of the fundamental things that came to me was the fact that I, I wanted to help people. And I'd never really, I'd never really seen, seen my life like that. Um, and it's obviously, no one is purely altruistic, it's, it's, it's impossible, but at that moment there was a, I felt enlightened by the fact that, that this is what I want, I just want to help people, I, and it, whatever that brings, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow that feeling, I want to communicate to people, and it's something that I've always done subconsciously, I guess, um, through the music, but um, to, to, to become aware of it was, was, was the first step to my recovery. You, first of all, you have to put a name to it, you have to face it, you have to admit that it is a thing. Um, then you can separate yourself from it, it doesn't have to be you, it, it, it can just be something that you're carrying. This is such a great distinction from Chris. One of the most powerful realizations of my life was learning essentially that, that I am not, you are not, we are not our feelings. We're simply the observer of them. We are separate. And I personally have to remind myself of this daily, but simply having that knowledge and wisdom is a profound tool uh, and a tool that you can weaponize against the thoughts that don't have your best interest. It will help you deal with, with if you have issues of self-doubt or self-esteem issues, um, if you have deep-rooted guilt, deep-rooted hatred for yourself, um, you can separate yourself from that and, um, and that's a good place to start. Being fearless is probably the thing that helped me the most. <clears throat> that if you just ask yourself the question, what's the worst that can happen? And I would sit every day and just think, well, what's the worst that can happen? Every IMX album is a personal event that becomes a marker by which I measure my life. Where was I? What was I doing? Was I in college, high school? The newest album, again, titled Alive in New Light is no exception. The more I listen to it, the harder it becomes to choose a favorite track. But what's easier is choosing the song that's had the greatest emotional impact on me. And that track is called Mile Deep Hollow. I like talking about this one because it's indicative of my relationship with the band and their music as a whole. On the chorus, Chris Corner sings, You Dragged Me Out of a Mile Deep Hollow. That line has strobed endlessly through my skull for weeks, not just because it's melodically soul-nourishing and catchy, but because I can't hear those lyrics without recognizing that for 10 plus years, IMX have done exactly that for me. I can't think about that sentiment without wiping tears from my eyes, without 
feeling the weight and gratitude of a decade of life-saving music without reflecting on the innumerable times that Chris's voice and words have pulled me from those dark mental silos, without recalling the machine noise and pristine keyboards that lifted me to create and express when I wanted to destroy. album features a hammer covered completely in jewels and this image continues to resonate with me more and more. First of all it's simply a great visual metaphor for IMX's music. Beauty and perfectionism that is as dangerous and brutal as it is alluring. Beyond that however it's also become an empowering symbol for me to retreat to. In my low moments, not only will I have the IMX body of work to fall back on, but also the spirit to fight back with heavy bejeweled hammer and fist. wrap it up for the first ever episode of the You Rock Foundation podcast. Again, IMX's new album, Alive in New Light, is available now on all major music services, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, you name it. It gets my highest recommendation. Also, be sure to check out their tour dates as they are a phenomenal live band and shows are already selling out, so do not sleep on it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it means the world uh, if you enjoyed this we'd love to know we'd love for you to spread the word subscribe etc there's more on the way and we thank you so much for your support and for listening I am Jim Panola you matter you're needed you rock you rock